Leaders in Worship podcast, episode number 12. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship podcast, the podcast to equip, connect, and develop leaders in worship ministry. I'm your host, Matt Perkins. I want to say thank you for listening this week. We are starting a two-part series on becoming a lifelong learner, becoming a lifelong learner, learning something new, always challenging ourselves. So we're going to break that up into two parts. This week, we are discussing the five reasons you can't accomplish something new. Five reasons you can't. You know, we look at goals, learning, accomplishment, and you might be looking at it saying, at the beginning of February, why would we start this now? Isn't that something we're supposed to look at in December or the first part of January? Well, frankly, a lot of people have just started and stopped their resolutions several times already. And they're at the point of quitting altogether. Maybe there are things that you have set out and you've laid out as a goal for this year. And you started, you came out of the gate strong, uh, but you struggled. Life started happening and you're sitting there going, what is going on? Is this even worth doing? Well, we're going to talk about five reasons you can't. Then next week we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the five reasons that you will and why you will accomplish something new. Those things that you're setting out, you will accomplish those this year. Well, before we get started in that, I want to let you know about a conference that is coming up in Orlando, Florida, the Consumed Worship Conference. This is an incredible time to equip yourself, your ministry, equip those on your team, and I hope that you would take a moment, go to consumedconference.com, and check out the information on this worship conference. It's being held at Faith Assembly in Orlando, Florida, and it's February 28th through March 2nd. We have guests such as Ricardo Sanchez, and he will be doing an evening of worship and also some general sessions that he'll be speaking and just pouring into worship leaders and worship teams. We also have Rory Noland. Uh, Jake Hamilton will be joining us for this conference. Uh, Jake Hamilton of Jesus Culture Music. And we also have Jared Anderson from Colorado Springs, an incredible songwriter, worship leader, recording artist. We are excited. Uh, We have several different guests that are going to be a part of this. Over 30 breakout sessions that are dealing with leadership. Um, How do you uh, narrow your scope so that you can accomplish more? How do you focus on the few great things, things that you are designed to do, and how do you find those elements, and then how do you focus on those uh, breakouts for worship leading, uh, vocal development, for a rhythm section? There's so many things involved in this conference. Take a look at consumedconference.com, and you can register there. The cost is $79, but if you enter the promo code LEADER, you can get that $10 off, so it'll be $69 for your registration. And uh, the week of the conference, uh, registration goes to $99, so make sure you register today 
and go to consumedconference.com. Don't forget that promo code, LEADER, and you can get a discount off your registration. There's also group discounts if you have a group of 15 or 25 or more, and uh, we hope that you will be there and you will bring your team. Well, if you would like to discuss some of the information that is being talked about today on this episode or maybe have a question about next week's episode, uh, please email me, matt at leadersandworship.com. You can also write to us, um, post something on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash leadersandworship, or you can go right to our website and leave some information and some feedback about this episode or maybe some questions for our episode coming up next week. Well, when we look at learning, accomplishments, becoming a lifelong learner, what is it that you want in life? What are the goals you have in life? Uh, What are the goals you have in ministry that you really want to see happen? Maybe there's some personal things. You want to learn a, a new instrument. You like to learn a new language. You want to pick up something that will just help you develop more in your ministry, in your personal life. You know, those things that you think about when you're alone, you're driving in the car, looking at your future. Uh, Some are maybe just content with having just a job or a position in ministry, and you might be content with where you're at. You know, we always have to be growing. We always have to be expanding in our life, reading if it's books, uh, subscribe to articles. If you go into uh, Google on Google Reader and you just start subscribing to things that will will challenge your thought process and help you develop. Galatians 5, 7 through 10. This is out of the message. It says, You are running superbly. Who cut in on you, deflecting you from the true course of obedience? This detour doesn't come from the one who called you into the race in the first place. Please don't toss this off as insignificant. It only takes a minute amount of yeast, you know, to permeate the entire loaf of bread. Deep down, the master has given me confidence that you will not defect. But the one who is upsetting you, whoever he is, will bear the divine judgment. Well, here are the things that we have to look at. What are the hindrances? What are the obstacles? The things that, in essence, they immobilize us. They paralyze us from from learning more and developing in our life. Well, here are five things that we wanted to discuss. Of course, there are many more, but here are the five main topics that we want to touch on today. You know, I'd put something on our Facebook page just asking, what are the main hindrances? Uh, The main thing either people posted or emailed was fear. And people looked at being afraid of of messing up or being afraid that that things wouldn't come out just right. Well, the first thing that I want to look at and, and talk about is pride. You know, just because you are the leader doesn't mean that you have to be the expert on everything develop and be around people in your inner circle that will challenge you. Find people that are better than you in areas and be around them and learn. Don't let your pride hold you back from learning and developing as a leader, developing personally. One of the things that 
I recently did, actually about a year, year and a half ago, I had been wanting to learn to play guitar. And I had kept going back and forth, and I purchased a guitar, an electric guitar, and I really wasn't putting the time in it. And then one day I just got tired of making excuses. And I went to one of our guitar players and talked to him and said, Hey, I want you to go with me to the music store and I want you to help me pick out a good guitar, something that I'm going to enjoy playing now and a few years down the road. And I really want to challenge myself and learn to do this. And so it took me laying aside some pride saying, hey, here is someone who is uh, a college-age student that I'm just going to say, hey, even though I'm the leader of the worship ministry, I want you to help me, and I want you to um, challenge me. I want you to just kind of see the things that I'm doing and help me get better, help me learn, and help me achieve this goal. So just because you're the leader doesn't mean that you have to be the expert. There are so many people around you that can challenge you to learn, and we just have to be transparent. The second thing, fear. You know, fear can be a great motivator, but it can also rob you of incredible joy. Uh, just a few weeks ago, we were, as a family, we went to SeaWorld, and we were seeing some of the, some of the Christmas shows and seeing the lights there at SeaWorld. And my oldest daughter, Brianna, and I were going to go on this roller coaster, Manta. And we looked at it and wanted to do it. And just by the way everything is, is set and how you're strapped and harnessed in, um, it's a different ride. And we're kind of looking at it going, oh, do we really want to do this? And we got right up to the top. And she looked at me and said, Dad, do we really want to do this? I don't know if I want to do this. And I stopped and said, Brianna, look, now even though I was pretty nervous about going on the ride as well, I looked at her and said, look, Brianna, if you don't do this, you are going to kick yourself later. She looks, really? You think so? Yes. You know, we finished that ride and that was an amazing ride. And she was just going, wow, that was incredible. Sometimes fear cripples us and it robs us of so much joy just because we we don't want to step out. We don't want to get into the the unfamiliar. We don't want to be uncomfortable. And that leads us to the third point, the familiar. Uh, the th- three things so far, pride, fear, and thirdly, the familiar. You know, unlearning old habits can be one of the biggest hindrances that churches have and it has stopped them dead in their tracks. Unlearning old habits is essential to learning new ones, to learning new things. There are so many churches that have used the line, and you know what I'm going to say, well, we've always done it this way before. Yes, and in order to do something new, to achieve greater things, to really stretch out, we need to be willing to try something new. Get out of the familiar. You know, one of the things I've found also is that people will get frustrated in churches and they will tend to reminisce about maybe one of the last true encounters that they had with God or they'll look and 
and talk about the good old days. Well, I'm tired of talking about good old days. I want good new days, and I want to look forward. I am excited about this season of ministry in my life. I am going to enjoy it. I'm going to love it. I'm going to look to expand the things that are around me and how I can learn and learn from the people around me, friends, uh, people that are involved in our ministry. What can you do to get out of the familiar and try something new? The fourth thing, uh, pain or discomfort. Have you ever noticed that in sports, when you're watching the news, when it comes time for the sports, they'll say, hey, we'll be right back with the highlights of the day. They never say, well, we're going to come back with the lowlights of this day of football or this day in basketball. We're going to cover the things that are really boring. They always look at the highlights. Um, you'll also notice that they don't spend a whole lot of time talking about fishing or covering what happened in between catches. They hit the high points. One of the things that I think we as people in churches, um, I think in society in general, we always look at others in terms of their highlights, and we look at our own life in the view of our lowlights. We look and say, well, my life and my ministry maybe isn't as exciting as what they're doing. Boy, look, look around at all the things that are happening in their churches. Man, what they're doing is cool. And we start to talk negative about the things that are going on in our life. You know, stepping out, when it comes to in the sports, they don't cover the hundreds of hours that athletes are in the gym, that they're watching game film, that they're doing all of the unpopular things that help them get better individually and as a team. There is pain, there's discomfort involved, and we have to stop looking and comparing ourselves with other people's Instagram feeds. One of the things that I have been thinking about the last couple of days is how people will look at a Facebook feed or they'll look at an Instagram feed or they'll look at other things going on and they'll say, man, everything is so exciting. You never see somebody on Twitter that says, boy, today was just a mundane day at church. Um, you don't see that. Um, I've seen some pastors that will even talk about, boy, we had this many cars in the parking lot. Really? You actually had someone go and count the cars in the parking lot so you can post it on Twitter? Boy, we have to lay aside some things and really look at what we're doing in churches and as leadership and not be so concerned about just always having this addiction to the highlights. Uh, there are pain and times of discomfort that we have to move out of the uh, ordinary and we need to, to push ourselves beyond where we're at. The fifth thing is doubt. You know, doubt usually comes outside of your comfort zone. We start to doubt and then we think, well, maybe this isn't God's will. You know, really, I think God gets blamed many times for our lack of follow-through and the times when we doubt, we start to say, well, maybe it isn't God's will. Maybe this isn't what God wants me to do because it's difficult. 
because I'm facing doubts, because I'm facing uh, fear. There are times when we have to just say, God, I'm going to trust you because I am outside of my comfort zone. When you get outside of your comfort zone, that's when you're really going to see some incredible things happen. Erwin McManus, the pastor, he said once said, life doesn't just work out, we work life out. I look in Matthew, the parable of the talents. The one who had the one talent went, dug a hole in the ground and buried that talent. The one that had two talents went and gained two more. The one with five gained five more. We have to stop doubting. You know, the one that had the one talent and said, Oh, master, I knew that you were a hard taskmaster. We start to doubt ourselves on so many things when we need to change that and start responding in faith. We need to start thinking on the good things. It's Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. It says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I asked a question on our Facebook page, Leaders in Worship, and at the website. And just ask, what are the hindrances to you trying something new, for you learning something? Uh, Josh from Orlando had said, for him, the fear of failure or the fear of not being able to succeed as you would like. And I got an email from Mona from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, and Mona writes, and I had asked for her permission to, to read this, and, and she writes this. The biggest hindrance, the fear of making a mistake and sounding terrible that could become a distraction of others' worship experience. She writes, I dealt with this firsthand as I gained confidence to improvise on my flute. I'm classically trained and was scared to death to play without the page on my stand. Others around me were incredible players and there is no way that I could reach their level. Then God moved us out to a small church with no funds for arranged parts. God did a miracle. I could always hear the music lines, and now I play with only the key and no written music. God gives me melodies, counter-melodies. I hear the music a split second before I play it, and it's so beautiful. I am amazed by God's faithfulness. I can't reproduce, reproduce the exact same melodies from one time to the next. It's truly a plane in the Spirit for me at that time. I'm blown away by the miracle God has done in my life. Mona went on to write, In my line of work at the university, she works for University of Wisconsin at Green Bay. She said, In my line of work at the university, I see this all the time. Many classically trained players have quote-unquote perfect problems, especially in music, but many times in other areas of their life as well. They think everything has to be perfectly aligned. I'm so grateful we were placed in a church where we were given the permission and the grace to experiment. Where I am now in my plane is light years improved over where I was when I was first given the grace to try it five years ago. I must add, I didn't just start playing. 
I started playing along with worship CDs. She writes, um, IHOP, the International House of Prayer, especially those charts are so free-flowing, it was a perfect way to jump in with, without sounding totally off. Now I'm in a place where there are melodies in my head all the time, and I can just pick up my flute and play them. Seriously, God did a miracle. Mona writes, and thank you so much, Mona, for, for writing this. And also, she writes this great picture, Perfect Problems. There are so many people that walk around with perfect problems that really immobilize them from trying something new. It's the pride, the fear, the familiar, the pain or discomfort, and the doubt that ends up robbing them of so much joy. The exhilaration of trying something new and really reaching beyond where they're at currently. Do you have perfect problems? Uh, Today, I would just challenge you. Lay aside all of the things Galatians 5, that that verse out of the message, you are running superbly. Who cut in on you, deflecting you from the true course of obedience? I think we, as leaders, we need to be out front. We need to be setting the pace and trying something new. And if it doesn't work, then we just chalk it up and say, hey, we'll try something different next time. So here's the final takeaway. Start somewhere. It doesn't have to be perfect. If it does have to be perfect for you to start, you're never going to accomplish things to move you to the next level. So do you have perfect problems? What are you willing to lay aside today to start so that as we talk about next week, we can talk about the five reasons that you will accomplish something new this year. So this week, we looked at five ways that you can't accomplish new things in life Next week, we're covering the five ways that you will. I believe that God has incredible things for you and your life and your ministry. This year, 2013, this can be a year that you break out of the things that are kind of holding you back, that you have, in essence, in previous years, instead of trying something new, you've almost put a lid on yourself and just been comfortable with where you're at. Don't get comfortable. Hey, if you want to, over the next couple days, look at some goals, look at some plans that you have for yourself, for your family, for your ministry, for your marriage. Look at what goals, things that you want to accomplish. Maybe you want to start learning to play an instrument. Maybe you want to learn a new language. I'll kind of talk and share a little bit more about my story next week on how I started to play guitar and how far I got on that journey. And if you have some comments, maybe some questions or things that you want to share for next week's episode, you can email me, matt at leadersinworship.com. You can also go on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash leadersinworship. You can go to our website, leadersinworship.com. There's so many ways that you can connect with us, and I hope that you will. Take time, look at it, reflect and then start writing a list. What are you going to do this year? Well, I know that God has incredible things for you. I want to remind you that you can go to consumedconference.com and you can register. Don't forget that promo code LEADER and you'll save $10 
off of your registration. Well, God bless you. Thank you again for listening. And if you would, would you go to iTunes and maybe leave us a starred rating and maybe a comment that helps us keep our information in front of people and uh, just leave that. We would greatly appreciate that. Well, God bless you. And we look forward to being with you on the next episode of Leaders in Worship.